Welcome to Clintonville on Call, the podcast of interesting conversations with people who reside or work in the neighborhood of Clintonville, Ohio. I'm your host, Susan Gauntz. This is the first of three podcasts about the oldest house in Clintonville. Today I speak with Brad Schwartz about the history of the house. Welcome, Brad. It's great to see you again. We are here to talk about your home located at 75 East Lakeview Avenue, which happens to be the oldest house in Clintonville. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you and your family? Well, thanks, Susan, for inviting me to do this. I'm looking forward to this. Um, I'm Brad Schwartz. I, uh, my wife and I, uh, Colleen, we just retired in the past year. Uh, so we're doing some uh, updates to the house and all that uh, in retirement. Uh, I have a 41-year professional planning career in a number of different fields. Uh, I have uh, master's degrees in urban planning and landscape architecture, and I consider myself now a uh, planner. That's never going to go away. Uh, an author and a craftsman. I grew up in uh, Cleveland and then moved here. I came down with uh, Governor Celeste's staff back okay. in the early uh, 80s. My wife, uh, Colleen, uh, led the Ohio Department of Health's primary care office for 30 years. Uh, she has a master's in public health, and she was uh, born in uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, my son, Evan, and my daughter, Ellie, both attended Clintonville Public Schools and had great educations. Uh, they both attended uh, Ohio State University. And my daughter was the uh, uh, first Whetstone High School female drumline captain, which, which I, which I uh, think is great because it gave her a lot of confidence at the time. And my son ran cross-country and track, and uh, he also ran in the 2020 Olympic uh, marathon trials. And uh, he lives in uh, Boulder, Colorado. My uh, daughter, Ellie, is uh, this June will start a a 10-year MD-PhD program at uh, the University of Minnesota. And she's currently working as a clinical research coordinator at OSU Hospitals. We bought the property at 75 East Lakeview in 1990. We moved from German Village to Clintonville. Okay. Well, why don't you start with the history of that house? Sure. I just recently found out from a looking at a neighbor's uh, abstract uh, that the original mortgage for our 14-room, 3,100-square-foot Eastlake-style Queen Anne farmhouse was written in May 1870 for uh, Truman and Sylvia Coe. Sylvia was uh, part of the Bowl family. Truman owned uh, four lumber mills and a brickworks in the area. Interestingly enough, the brickworks was at uh, Washington and Broad Street, uh-huh. which is like now downtown. It's hard to imagine a brickworks being there, but it was. Well, that's where the um, art museum is. Well, it's across the street from there, the uh, Red Cross building. There's a bunch oh, okay. of, I just noticed recently too, there's a whole lot of open lots there, mm-hmm. like parking lots. And that's where I think the brickworks was. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he owned a lot of woodlots, like tens of thousands of acres of woodlots. And uh, he and his sons uh, made uh, spokes for the Union Army in the Civil War, which I thought was interesting, yeah. too. Uh, co-built the the house as their retirement home over a five-year period. He wasn't in any 
huge hurry because he had a home at each of his lumber mills. So I think he just kind of took his time. And it's interesting too, because the, like the American encaustic tile that's around our four fireplaces, that company started in 1875. So I can see him doing the finished stuff and using the most new stuff that he could find, like the American encaustic tile when he was done building the uh, house. So uh, there's, evidence in the house that it was home designed and home built because uh, it's certain things like well why, why is that intersecting that at that kind of angle you know things that wouldn't necessarily right. happen in a professionally designed house but Clintonville was um, established from a uh, military land grant given to John Rathbone who was a Revolutionary War soldier they gave out these grants in the early 1800s because they did, the government didn't have money for the pensions for the soldiers, so they just gave them land, these land grants. And at that time, the land was Wyandotte Indian Territory, so it wasn't really settled much at all. Yeah. Worthington was there, downtown was, was there, but there was really nothing in between. Thomas Bull, a Methodist minister, his wife and his family moved to central Ohio from Vermont in 1812. And the next year, uh, he purchased a quarter of a quarter section, which was 600 acres from John Rathbone, from his uh, property. And it was sight unseen. He hadn't come here and seen it. He just purchased, <laughs> purchased the <laughs> land. You know, Hard to think that people would do that. But, you know, there was really no way to see it. Take, couldn't take a picture at that time. And it was along the Columbus-Worthington Pike, which is now High Street. Thomas Bull's family began to farm, and they were faced with the problem is that no one else was around. They had to either go all the way up to Worthington or all the way to downtown. And you got to think that there weren't cars. They were doing this in wagons or on a horse. So it was a uh, so to uh, solve that problem, he uh, set aside uh, lots around what is now Oakland Park Avenue on North High Street and gave those lots to skilled laborers, uh, uh, blacksmiths, carpenters, right. that, that kind of stuff. So he'd have, you know, services for his farm. And then they set up a post office uh, designated Clintonville and uh, in 1847, and that's considered Clintonville's birthday now. In 1838, uh, Sylvia Coe, Truman's uh, wife, her uncle founded the Clinton Chapel, uh, which was formerly part of a funeral home building, now part of a daycare on High Street across from McDonald's. And the middle stone gabled portion was the Clinton Chapel, and that's uh, still in the building. And the chapel was a certified stop on the Underground Railroad mm -hmm. census record. It, it, that abstract that I just found pushes it back, and we have some evidence that it was... So I'm working with the uh, State Historic Preservation Office to uh, make adjustments to that uh, record. Okay. So how did you and Colleen end up buying the house? Well, we uh, we were living... We got married in uh, 87, and in uh, 1990, we decided... We were living in German Village. I had been living in German Village, and then she moved in, and she was in Grandview at the time. So we were looking for an older home, worked with a buyer's broker, and uh, he gave us the realtor's listing book. You know, we just drove around, and uh, uh, we decided that... We looked in uh, other places, but we decided that Clintonville was going to be our best shot. We liked Clintonville a lot, so... So, yeah, it was interesting because we were driving up East Lakeview Avenue. I don't think there was even one of the homes 
in our book that we marked. And we drove past the house and we looked at each other and I put the car in reverse and we backed down to the house and we saw there was a for sale sign in the front yard. We got out, we looked in through the windows and stuff like that. The the outside was a little bit rough, but it was looked solidly built. Tall, had three stories, slate roof, had some roof gables uh, on it and a lot, all these six foot high windows in, yeah. in the house and mm-hmm. which we thought was interesting and had a small front stoop and a so- small side porch and a Florida room on the uh, back side of the house. So we contacted our broker and you know, he got us into the house and uh, we were instantly struck by all the natural woodwork. None of the woodwork on the first floor and most of the second floor had never been touched so it was all original and uh you know a very nice patina to the uh, wood and all that had uh, four large fireplaces uh, a large entry staircase that winds around it's a uh, 18 steps up to the second floor because the 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 ceilings are 10 and a half feet high there so uh, it has to wind to get up to the uh, second floor extensive woodwork the Door and window casings have six-inch wide carved casings on the sides. Uh, There are uh, 10-inch carved baseboards throughout the house. And so it's pretty impressive. And uh, the heart pine floors and uh, uh, the plinths, the the pieces at the top of the casings, you know, in the corners Mm -hmm. and at the bottoms are all carved with agricultural motifs. Because it was a farmhouse. Yeah, right. It's an interesting place. And uh, we were taken with that so the family we bought the house from they're there for about four years and in total in 152 years we're the fourth family to own the home there were three generations of the first family the the the, the bulls there or the the bull coes and they lived there for about uh well 70 years or so from 1870 to 18 or 1942 the Truesdells owned the house from 1942 mm-hmm. to 1985, and then there was a third family, and then we've lived there from eight from 1990 to the uh, present. We didn't buy the house from the Columbus Dispatch listing, but we saw it um, about a week later. The the realtor had it, and he mm-hmm. showed it to us, and. Uh, it was. Uh, it, it said it was built in 1870. It also said that ghosts are optional or can be removed from the property prior to closing. <laughs> and we found out actually when the uh, Truesdells came over after our bank closing, and he he told me about the thing that a woman had hanged herself in the uh, entry from the up the top newel post. And, uh, and is that I, a true story? I think it's a true story. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, we, we uh, you know, being pre-internet days, my yeah. wife and I got a book from the library on how to exercise your house. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we, we did a little small little <laughs> ceremony there to let them know that it was our house there. Now, we've updated it and uh, cleaned it up a bit. So, uh, so the, the, like I said, the Truesdells were at our bank closing. They held the note for the sellers, so they were there to get their money, you know. Mm-hmm. And after the closing, they came over to uh, see the house. And uh, Mrs. Truesdell, the second she walked in the house, she said, See, Wilt, I told you that wallpaper was going to last forever. And this, <laughs> yeah. is, this was wallpaper they had put up in 1942 when they moved in. It, oh, was, a, wow. it was like a ivy-based.
used paper and stuff, and that's since then I've removed it and replaced it. We have Nolia paper okay. in the entry now. And Wilt Truesdale showed me some things in the house that I'm glad he showed me because I don't know that I would have ever figured them out, or it was just good things to know about the house. And uh, one, one of them was a, a wooden pin, a hand-carved wooden pin that was in the left rear corner of a cupboard in, in a second-floor bedroom. And when you pulled this pin out, it released the back wall of the closet that was next to this cupboard, and then yeah. you could enter this hidden room. Wow. Yeah. Any skeletons? No, no skeletons. Or skele- ghosts. <laughs> well, maybe that's where the ghost was, but we had done the exorcism. Right, so right, it, was, right. you know, it was gone. <laughs> but it but it's big enough, you know, that you can stand up in it and stuff. And I know he kept his uh safe in there and we just use it for deep storage. And it was it was off my son's bedroom and I didn't tell him about that until he was in his teens because I yeah. just thought it would be better for him to know that to not know that there was a hidden room off of his bedroom. You know, so <laughs> he also showed me uh you know, the spindles and other stuff so we uh, could uh, reinstall the mezzanine. He had put up a, a wall at the top of the main stairs because they duplex the house for about oh. 20 years. So that was the second floor em- oh, entry up, up the stairs. And I removed that wall and then reinstalled this mezzanine. Did they have a kitchen up there? They did. My uh, what was became my daughter's bedroom was a kitchen, and then uh, there was the bedrooms, and then there's you know the bath upstairs too, and and then downstairs the parlor because because the entry was a common space to put the up and down, and the, the what's now our parlor was their a bedroom. Oh, so and then the dining room and and uh-huh. uh, and then the kitchen. After all these years, for the first time, I'm going around and doing some spot staining on uh, the uh, casings, and the we have yeah. two huge sets of pocket doors and stuff. I'm dressing some things up, and I remembered now because I had forgotten for a long time that I think the the family that was there before us lowered the ceilings on the first floor, okay. and they cut off the tops of the plinths, the, the, the crown tops mm-hmm. to the plinths, but they were, they were, I, I found them all in the basement. So I reinstalled them, but they, it was all the way down to that level. So they'd like the top of the doorways, but the doorways are with the transom windows are probably nine feet tall or something. So uh, yeah. it was still tall enough, but uh, uh, all these little things you find in the house, you right. know, like, Oh, I wonder where these go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then you look around and you know, the, uh, there was uh, overmantels on the fireplaces downstairs, and there's still upstairs too, but those had been removed. And this is a, like a mantle above a mantle mm-hmm. with a, with a mirror inset into okay. it, you know, like with the columns, right? Usually. Right, yes. yeah. yeah. So there was a mirror that was the on that cupboard mm-hmm. uh, that we uh-huh. talked about in my son's bedroom, and I measured it looked out of place, you know. Yeah. So I measured it, and there was, you know, like. In old homes, there you always find these scars of things, you know, mm-hmm. from from the past, where oh, it looks like something was mounted here, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that was the column, and uh-huh. or, or there, something was mounted here. And I found one of the sides of the overmantel in the basement, in, in in a corner. So I I reproduced that, and I reproduced the contour of it and the top piece, and then I saw uh, there was a scar on that left piece that I found, and I 
pieced it out, and then there was a scar on the top of the mantle that that mirror was originally mm. from there. You know, ah, so I, I so I rebuilt that over mantle. So yeah, uh, that's nice. Uh, yeah, so it's yeah. it's a little projects you come across. Um, right. uh, the, the well, you mentioned too about the uh, toilet. You had seen that. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. The, <clears throat> I removed the uh, covering of the wall. I don't know what they had up there, some yeah. thin uh, fiberboard thing or something. And uh, for the upstairs bathroom, which was originally the maid's quarters. Okay. And our downstairs bathroom was the butler's pantry off the kitchen. So, okay. uh, yeah. So I removed the, you know, the, the old uh, overtank system for toilets. I don't, that's mm-hmm. something probably people aren't too familiar with these days, but they. What's they, it called? Gravity feed. Gravity feed say. toilet. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And they had a, uh, the toilet tank was mounted to the wall like up on the wall, so mm-hmm. it wasn't down by the toilet, so the gravity of the water, like that. So I, uh, that, that wasn't there anymore, but <clears throat> when I removed the wall covering, I saw the hole yeah. from the where the pipes originally came through, and inside the uh, hole was a 1912 newspaper stuffed oh, okay. in there, and uh, it was just enough of it that you could read the date and all that, and there was some stuff about stuff for sale at stores for prices that were just sounded ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but... and uh, there was also a um, Prince Albert tobacco tin <laughs> in the wall. Yeah. It was stamped 1911 on the bottom wow. of that. So yeah. that, that gave us the clue as to when that stuff was done. You know? Right. Uh, Did you let him out? <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting that he was in the can. Yeah. <laughs> in the hidden room. <laughs> well, next to the hidden room. Yeah, yeah. But um, so uh, Truesdell also um, showed me some just some support mechanisms that he had put in and then clued me into where he had stored the parts to the porches that had been taken off the house. Ah. You know, there was, I mentioned there was a small front stoop there, which I had to jackhammer off with the, you know, and, uh, but we were able to use about a third of the materials from the porch. But the thing was is that the materials uh, showed me the dimensions of the porch and most of the posts were usable. We had to have a couple of more posts made to take it around the house. Originally, the, the, the original porch stopped at the front corner of our house Mm -hmm. and I thought well geez I I think I'd like a bigger porch so we took it around the uh, uh, side of the house a little bit about seven feet past the side of the house so it's a 200 square foot porch now it's it's it's, it's, yeah it makes a nice seating area so but he showed me that and I was able to reconstruct the porch he gave me a um, copy of a one inch or one and a half inch by two inch photograph that was taken it when they moved in and uh, I was able to blow that up. And then uh, having the landscape architecture degree, I did a lot of, you know, like a technical drawing kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was able to make a plan for the porch and then reinstall it. So uh, yeah. that, was, uh, that, was a, that was a good... I, I'm just so glad he came over oh, and uh, yeah. showed us this stuff. I appreciate you listening to Clintonville on Call. I would like to thank Brad Schwartz for being my guest today. We had so many things to talk about. We will be back again next week to talk about the house renovations. Jamie Moriarty created the music for Clintonville on Call. If you want to hear more from this local artist, you can find him on Spotify under the initial J and then Moriarty. You can leave comments on the Clintonville on Call Facebook page or website. 
Thanks for listening.